I know some may think it's cliche to talk about taking advantage of the new year by making new goals and and they're even kind of negative about it, but I honestly believe that God created us to love beginnings and fresh starts. So we're going to dive into that today as we head into this new year of 2024. I'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with Scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me, a suicidal, bipolar woman, and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose His thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. So like I just said, I really do believe that God created us to crave and love beginnings and fresh starts. In Scripture, we see where His mercy renews every morning, and we are to seek His loving kindness in the morning. It's one of my favorite verses. Cause me to hear Thy loving kindness in the morning, for in Thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto Thee. He's asking us on a daily basis to seek these things. Every Everything we do really actually has like a beginning. You know, God doesn't need time. Eternity doesn't have a beginning and an end and a middle, but God created mankind with beginnings and endings and change of seasons. You know, every new day, every new week, every new month, every new year is a timestamp for us. Every birthday, a change of job, a change of seasons going from not being married, to being married, to having children, to being an empty nester, graduating high school, graduating college, getting a new house, even the top of every new hour. These are just all beginnings that I really believe God has given us this internal need uh, for a new beginning. We are naturally wired by God to want to reset and begin again. Even in salvation, we are born again with a clean slate and a fresh start. Perhaps God designed our perception of new beginnings because it gives us hope that our daunting past can become a bright future, and seeing a fresh start gives us hope of a different, better future. And God's Word is always moving and abundant with life, right? It's always moving forward. And I don't think it's wrong of us to see the new year or any of those beginnings that I just mentioned as continuing the momentum of moving forward. God wants us to be good stewards of the time He's given us. We're not to stand still. And I heard someone say once, it's okay to be where you are, but it's not okay to stay there. And so looking to the future and choosing to change some things or to reinforce things that are working, I think that that falls within God's will. 
And I just had a few thoughts that I wanted to mention. If you're the kind of person that is making some plans for the new year, whether you call them goals or visions or um, systems that you're going to put in place, I just have a few things I thought I'd mention as you are in those planning stages and beginning to carry them out. Number one, change your expectations. Be careful of what you're expecting as you set goals. Are you expecting to arrive this year? (laughs) It sounds funny to say that, um, you know, because it actually seems like such a prideful thing to say, doesn't it? That we expect to um, attain perfection sometimes in a certain area, and that's really not realistic. Um, We're always going to be changing and evolving, and we're never finished. I heard someone say recently, if we are finished changing, we are finished. Can you see that pun there? We should always be changing. And the sanctification process is always evolving. We are never done. We have never arrived. And like I said a moment ago, it is okay to be where you are, but not to stay there. We're always supposed to be moving forward. Don't get stuck because life moves and it moves forward. As you're setting your goals, be careful to not set all or nothing goals. We are so prone to this, aren't we? We either expect 100% perfection or 100% failure. And like there's, we don't give ourselves grace for that in-between ground, which is actually part of life. We are going to have setbacks. Are you allowing room for those setbacks? No road is a straight shot to victory, right? So look at the roadblocks and the speed bumps and the detours and the mistakes and the trials that you're going to face as an integral, necessary, vital, God-ordained part of the journey. Most of us don't learn what we need to know by calm seas. Faith muscles are grown from adversity because that's when we are really tested, right? We, We are tested in those moments of Uh, the opportunity to prove our faith. Our true beliefs are revealed by trials and choices that we make. Our mistakes remind us to avoid self-reliance. Our trials and failure give God a chance to be glorified as we look to Him for answers. And something I've thought about a lot, and I've come to the conclusion, is I believe that when God plans our work for our lifetime, which he planned before I even existed, right? From the beginning of all time, God knew what what my work was that I was to finish for him, and he knew what your work was. And I personally have had a lot of health issues, and then, of course, bipolar really was a speed bump (laughs) because it just would shut me down sometimes. And then the health issues would shut me down, you know, COVID, not being able to think straight, just all the things like that, lack of energy. And I've often wondered, oh no, I can't finish the work that God's given me to do because I've got all these things. But what I decided to conclude, and maybe someday I'll do a study on it so that I can prove this with scripture, but I believe God's already factored in all of those speed bumps and trials. Because I don't believe that when God created the plan for our lives that he said, well, this is the plan for Jennifer's life and it's perfect. There's no road bumps. There's no speed bumps, detours. I'm not going to throw any trials in there. This is the work that I have for her to do when her life is perfect. I don't believe that. We can't be perfect and we don't have control over all of our circumstances. So 
I believe that the work that God gave us to do includes the health issues and the trials and the setbacks and the failures because they're part of God's plan. All things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. So that means the death of the spouse or the wayward child or the loss of income or job or the loss of your church and having to start all over or whatever, a health issue, cancer diagnosis, whatever it is. I believe that you can accomplish the work that God has set out for you to do despite the circumstances, because those circumstances are not a surprise to him. Not at all. Now, another thing is your future is what you do today. What story that you and I tell tomorrow and in the future and 10 years from now is the story that we're living today. One time, one of my children was asking my advice about a decision that he was contemplating. And God had me say to this child, well, what story do you want to tell in the future? Because the decision that was made today would dictate that story. So I was able to ask some questions like, if you make decision A, is the story that you tell in the future based on that decision going to cause shame, regret? Will you be embarrassed to tell that story? When we're thinking of creating the future we want, the reality is it is based on what we do today. And in one way, that's really encouraging because that means your whole future only depends on right now, today. You don't have to have this huge long-term vision that is hard to attain. We're really supposed to look at it as one drop in the bucket at a time, one decision at a time, one choice at a time one day at a time, because that's what dictates your future. And if you're not sure if you believe me, how about just stop for a second and look at yourself five years ago. Who you are right now is based on the decisions that you made five years ago up to this point, right? Let's say, let's take one that's really easy to see. Let's say that five years ago, you decided to exercise on a regular basis get proper sleep, and eat food that nourishes your body, food that loves you back. And you chose to do that five years ago. Well, it created a pretty nice future as far as your physique and your health and your energy that you have to serve the Lord. But let's say five years ago, you chose not to begin. You chose not to go for the walk or make the small changes in your diet. And every day since then, you made the same choices. Well, five years later, today... The future that that was your future five years ago, but now it's your today. Well, now you're paying the price. So if we can simplify creating the future we want, we can do that by realizing that the decisions that we make today create the future that we want. That makes it much smaller steps, doesn't it? It makes it much more attainable, just focusing on one step at a time. That's really all that we can handle (laughs) most of the time. We do have to plan for the future. It's a balance, right? I have a whole blog post about that. I will actually put that in the show notes so that if you want to better understand my philosophy of just taking the next step instead of requiring perfection from yourself and having this big master plan, you'll find that in the show notes. And then one last tip. We are only making a roadmap based on biblical principles, but it is God who carries out his divine blueprint, and we must let God change it. 
It's not our life, it's His. When we got saved, we forfeited our right to our life. We are letting Him be the CEO, the captain, the owner of our choices and our destiny and our future. That's that's what Scripture says. We should not grip anything in our lives that God should have to pull and fight with us to let go of. So, this roadmap you're making, remember, it's just a template. It's just a, a guideline that you're making based on biblical principles. I think it's okay to have some structure of your future plans. There's wisdom in that. But we have to remember that those are just guidelines. It is God who has the authority and the right to change that plan. No dream we have for ourselves is better than the dream that God has for us. So as you go about your future, your 2024, make the proper plans of how you're going to steward the time God has given you, the ministry opportunities God has given you, the family God has given you, the security or job or whatever it is that God has given you, absolutely be a steward of those things and and plan wisely and just remember, however, that we need to let God change those plans and we need to remember to let go of them if God chooses to change them and that whatever He has instead of those plans is better than what we ever could have come up with. I'm going to talk to you next week about how victory is not synonymous with winning the battle. And and that goes hand in hand with what I talked about today. Any goals that we make for 2024 Victory doesn't mean reaching all those goals. Like, we're going to fail sometimes. And if our definition of victory means getting everything we wanted and hoped for, we're going to be disappointed. I'm going to encourage you next week with what victory really looks like. It's it's much smaller than that. It's We're able to have victory one little piece at a time. If you're wanting to jumpstart your year being firmly grounded in the pillars of the faith, I encourage you to check out my Diving Deep Bible Study. This is a nine-hour curriculum that God first taught me and took me through it. And it it goes over motive. Motive is so much more than just saying, my motive is to love God. Oh my goodness. Our motive can throw us off track. It can hurt people. Overall, the purpose of the Bible study is to shine a light on the areas that we're blind to, to go deeper. It's called the Diving Deep Bible Study because we're going far beyond the surface in the categories of motive, faith, renewing the mind, handling trials and trauma, Christ's way, Bible and prayer, and then lastly, believing in your soul that God is enough. If you want everything to be presented in a very orderly, step-by-step, layer-upon-layer blueprint, that's how God gave this course to me, this Bible study, then I would encourage you to go check it out. It's at thedivingdeepbiblestudy.com. And I give you lots of information for you to make the decision if this is what God wants you to do right now. But it is a definite good way to start your year, getting firmly grounded 
in these pillars of our faith. And again, it's a deep dive. It is not surface. I'm sure you've recognized in your own Christian life that the basics, read your Bible, pray, go to church, you can get by with just that basic knowledge for a while, but life's going to get complicated. And if you don't know how to increase your faith muscles and identify when your motive is off and realize when you're going through a trial that you're starting to accuse God and and when you're starting to cling to your life as if it was your life. And, you know, when life gets messy, if you don't have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God, you're going to get off-ended. You're going to get in trouble. You're, you're going to have some setbacks that you could probably avoid just by having a deeper knowledge of the Word of God and the way that God wants you to get through those trials and messiness of life. So I encourage you to check it out. Again, that's thedivingdeepbiblestudy.com. I will see you next week. Take care. We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you. But more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. And until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own. Please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer. Amen.
I'm not afraid. 